0: It's time for OnComicsGrounds.com's flagship podcast, panel-to-panel, panel, where a bunch of folks shoot the breeze and talk about comic books and such. Yes, I got it. I'm proud. Okay, let's get into this. Uh, we are back once again, once again, where uh, we are talking about all the nerdy goodness and comic book news that goes on in the nerd sphere that we do every week. Well, for a while, we took a break because like, there wasn't a whole lot to talk about. But we are back, and we are here talking about all the good stuff. Don't forget that you can follow this podcast on Twitter at ptp underscore podcast. You can uh, follow the website on Comics Crown on Twitter and Instagram at on Comics Crown, and you can listen to this podcast on. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, YouTube, all those great things. And we are going to go ahead and dive straight into it. To my left, we have Afro Baggins himself, the man who is slow on the uptake when it comes to watching all of DC Fandom, but he is getting the highlights from me and Mary as we were preparing this evening. We have Travis Tucker. How are you doing this evening?
1: Uh, pretty,
0: Pretty good, man. <sighs> I'm pretty hyped for a lot of the stuff they had today. Alright, alright, and to my right, we have the woman who is hyped as much as I am for a lot of things that were announced at DC Fandom, we have Mary, how are you doing this evening?
2: I am tired, I got like no sleep last night, and then I spent all day watching fucking (laughs) Fandom.
0: Like, it was so comical how like half the celebrities were like, it's Fandom, and then it's like, no, it's Fandom, like, what? Like, they couldn't figure it out.
2: Regrets, though. No regrets.
0: (laughs) Oh, you know, like, this was a very interesting event, and this is the focus of today's episode, going over, reviewing most of DC fandom, like, giving DC some props when they kind of need some props right now. So we're going to go ahead and dive straight into this. So the first thing that was done, like, right at the top of the hour at the Hall of Heroes uh, was the Wonder Woman 1984 panel. And this panel was kind of awesome. Like, like you had Pedro Pascal, you had Gal Gadot, you had Patty Jenkins, you had Kristen Wiig, uh, Chris Pine. I don't know how the fuck Chris Pine's alive, but whatever. Anyway, you you had this whole panel where they were talking about their memories from working on set and answering fan questions. And they revealed the, the second trailer... For this movie, and I gotta say, I was very impressed by what we they, they put on display. Mary, you're the residential Wonder Woman expert. How do you feel about what you were us all?
2: Well, um, the panel itself was really interesting. I always like when the cast gets to, gets together because Patty Gal and uh, Chris have really good chemistry on their own, but especially adding Pedro and uh, Kristen Wiggin to the mix, like that was really interesting. Because Kristen Wiig, I think, is is she's one I'm going to want to get back to here in like a half a second. (laughs) But uh, Linda Carter also made an appearance, and that was just excellent. Just excellent. And Kristen Wiig fangirling out over Linda Carter, just it was everything. (laughs) She never met, well, she never met uh, Linda Carter. And Linda Carter's like, look, if we ever meet in person, promise me one thing that you'll just throw your arms around me. And I'm like, I love this so much. (laughs) But uh, the trailer itself, it it really expanded on some of what we saw before. Because the big thing is, you know, she's um, swinging from the lightning, which is my new favorite thing. But in the trailer, we saw a lot more of Cheetah. Like, we saw what Cheetah will look like as, you know, actual fuzzy Cheetah. So it's really cool to see both of those looks. And just that Barbara, what did you do? And then she busts the wings off the golden eagle armor. And I'm like, yes, I want this now. This movie was supposed to come out like last week. Like <laughs> I, I think the movie actually was supposed to come out like sometime last week or whatever. Yeah. So I'm just sitting here rocking back and forth crying because you don't know when this movie's coming out. It, in terms of Steve Trevor, I don't really like, I don't care. <laughs> i've I've never been a huge steve trevor fan to begin with but this is all definitely maxwell lord like i will be surprised if steve is actually i'm using air quotes here alive i'm just i i <laughs> quote myself, unquote
0: steve i'm still <laughs> torn on patty and whoever else had influence on this bringing maxwell lord to Wonder Woman, because it's like the only involvement that Maxwell Lord ever had with her was that she broke his neck. So it's like, who's
1: (laughs) I? Oh, that's really, really, really downplaying it there. Um. Yeah,
2: oh, yeah, that is actually hugely downplaying the situation
0: yeah I, I mean yeah, yeah but like we'll have to review that at some point but like just in general like that's what like other than that all, all of Max's involvement was just with the JLI so it's like other than that one solitary moment she, he had never had involvement with what Diana so it's like why did you put your entire linchpin villain on the, the backbone of one neck snap like that's what I'm like, like, am I wrong for feeling like that? It's
1: sort of, sort of, especially if we get the beating that Superman gives her on screen. He punches her to the sun and back. I mean, we <laughs> we obviously
0: won't get like that because Superman won't be in the movie because it's the '80s. Like Clark ain't like ain't even fully adult yet.
1: But that that would be think of Maxwell Lord as a Thanos. How? He's not revealing himself in 1984. <laughs> huh? Because if he's Maxwell Lord, and if Cheetah's the villain, and he doesn't reveal himself, then we have a chance of seeing him later with a movie that does have Wonder
0: Woman. In- well, no, like, if you look at the trailer, it's very obvious that, like... How, in the first Wonder he, Woman movie, there was, like, oh, Ares was, like, the secondary villain with, with like, Poison being the, uh, like, the primary antagonist at first. Whereas, like, here, it's, like, Cheetah is the one that goes bad, whereas Pedro will be, like, the end end fight kind of thing.
2: Well, um, Patty Jenkins did an interview a few days ago, and it's been blown way the fuck out of proportion. Oh. But... Maxwell Lord is a public figure and he's, you know, kind of a culmination of all of like those sleazy uh, business dirtbags from the 80s. So, any kind of yuppie stereotype from the 80s, that is the very public figure of Maxwell Lord. Now, what we're not going to see is, you know, the evil mastermind behind that. And, um, Travis, I don't think you saw the first trailer, but in the first trailer, he's like on TV promoting. Um, the secret, uh,
1: okay. the secret
2: MacGuffin of the movie, yeah. because I get the feeling that whatever, because we don't know what it is that's going to let you have whatever you want, so it's just kind of MacGuffin at this point.
1: Okay, interesting.
2: But. The thing to, to your point about the whole neck snap, James, is that yes, that is their biggest interaction, but that followed her. It still follows her because there were no, there, there were like, there were a lot of consequences from that. Superman didn't trust her. Batman threw her out of the Justice League. She was on trial for murder.
0: Yeah.
2: Like, because Kate Spencer uh, had to be her attorney. Like, so. This had a massive ramification for her, not just in her solo book, but across the entire DC universe. I mean, as soon as they announced Maxwell Lord was going to be in the movie, everyone immediately started fighting about whether or not she should kill him. And now, personally, I'm all for the next nap, to be completely honest.
0: Yeah, I agree.
2: Because... I mean, she wrapped him up in the lasso and she's like, how do I stop you? He said, kill me. And she went, fine, fuck you. And just like, well, she didn't do that. Just Stoneface just snapped his neck like, because, because she knew there was no other way to do it. Yeah. If there had been another way to do it, the lasso of Hestia or the lasso of truth would have revealed it. And that fundamentally is what sets Wonder Woman apart, is that Superman is has to stick to his morals because if not, he will become an injustice type figure. And he, to his core is a genuinely very good person. Batman, if he slips, he's just going to start killing everybody. Yeah. Cause I mean, you know, we see that expressed with, you know, uh, Jason Todd, that if he, he, would have killed the Joker after the Joker killed Jason, he wouldn't have stopped killing. Mm-hmm. But Diana is a warrior. She, she will do it. If she has to, it weighs on her. But as someone who literally grew up trained for war, she knows kind of how to compartmentalize it. Like, she carries that guilt. And it, it kind of steamrolls way the fuck out of proportion because then Batman creates Brother I and then Brother I straight up destroys the Miskira. Mm-hmm. Like all of the Amazons are dying and Bruce is like, this isn't my fault, but I'm rehashing. Greg Rucka's talented. That's all I got to say.
0: You guys, uh, (laughs) you guys wiped my memory. So I made a robot like me.
2: So, Uh, yeah, that's all I got to say.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's what he did. He was, he was so pissed. They wiped his memory. So he made a robot. Like, that's what happened. But it's like, I I just, that's what I was worried about where it's like, like, all of Maxwell Lord's entire being was his involvement with the JLI. So like them having to basically make a new character out of Maxwell Lord and then have Diana's fallout be what drives her forward. It kind of is like just kind of using one little character for all that when it's like, She's, yeah. I,
2: I, I will put money down now that she will not kill him in the movie. I think um, that would be a little too reminiscent of Man of Steel.
0: I, I, I want to. And counter a lot
2: that. of, a, well, a lot of people don't like that she did that. A lot of people really don't like that she did that because, for whatever reason, people have the bizarre notion that Wonder Woman doesn't kill.
0: I want to counter your thought. Though.
2: Like, are okay. you new here? Like,
0: yeah, yeah right. Um, but no, like. If, if if Justice League, whether it be Zach's or or Joss's, which we'll get into later, um, what, whether which one will be in canon after this this whole debacle is over, um, we still have like to our knowledge, to what Patty Jenkins and everyone have told us, eighty four is still in canon per se. So
2: yeah, she, she mentioned before that eighty four is still in the BVS canon.
0: Yeah, so I feel as if if you're gonna have Something happened to to Diana to make her go. I ain't doing this shit anymore. To the point of when the two thousands roll around, now you're gonna start swinging. I think this would be the thing to do it. Her finding out that possibly Steve isn't real, it, it, like it is, be, it is just a tool by by uh, Maxwell Lord, c- could be another reason for her to, to not do it anymore. Because then she breaks Max Max's neck. Like I think her taking a step stronger from Cal and then putting it fully down, not just trying to become a hero after the fact, w- would be a stronger way to say, hey, I did this and it really affected me, not just, I'm gonna brush off my shoulders uh, like and just go back out there. I think I they're mean, gonna do it.
2: And she probably killed all those dudes in the first movie anyway. Yeah.
0: And the, but those, those were like, yeah, that, that was a different thing.
2: But... I mean, Steve's got to die or go away or something anyway because he's not there in BVS and he's certainly not there in Justice League. And at this point, at this point she cannot remove Wonder Woman 84 from the canon yeah. because even if let's say at most Steve is mid 30s, at the absolute oldest, unless there was some kind of tragic accident in like 1997, he'd probably still be around. Like he would obviously still be around. By the time you know Justice League rolled around,
0: yeah, so gray-haired.
2: I'm willing to bet that he's not actually like real. I don't think you know Maxwell Lord dug up his corpse and Frankenstein'd the shit out of Chris Pine. That'd be kind of funny though. It would. And uh, now um, some people some people are still saying Cersei's involved, so we'll see. I am spiraling. Please change the topic.
0: Um, you're good. Um, Travis, <laughs> spiraling, Travis. Do you want to give any thoughts on Mary spiraling before we continue? Um, I'm just kind of here for the ride. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm About not lightning. I'm not too I'm not
1: too versed in Wonder Woman to be completely honest cuz like the lightning has me shook and I need to know <laughs> right if, if we're going to get more of like that kind of Wonder Woman feats cuz like <laughs> that's the shit I like I love I love Wonder Woman when she's doing really stupid stuff with her lasso.
2: Well, Patty has said that uh patty has said that the sword and the shield are not in wonder woman 84 oh. because uh patty says that after a certain point she doesn't feel like wonder woman will, would feel like she would need them and that kind of also representative of how of how you know shit hit the fan in bbs is because if she's just using the braso and the, the bracers and the lasso in wonder woman 84 then and also keep in mind in wonder woman's history the sword and the shield came much later that came with perez yep. wonder woman actually didn't use weapons in the gold and silver and, um copper age Bronze
1: age. copper age <laughs> well
2: there is kind of a transitional copper age between the silver and the bronze
0: yeah.
2: it's usually when marvel wants to feel special but uh, <laughs> everything everything up until perez she never really used a sword and shield and then You know, Perez rebuilt the Amazons, and you know she she used them when necessary. But it wasn't until the new Fifty Two that we saw a heavy reliance, a constant reliance on the sword shield. Yeah,
0: right. So yeah, like, but but now we know that like something big is coming next year with this. Exactly. So like, definitely look out for that. Those were our thoughts on that. But now. Whoa, boy! Travis, you love the things on this one. So, out of nowhere, out of left field, WB Games Montreal decided to step up to the plate. They they, they they pulled out they bat as it were <laughs> puns, quips jokes <laughs> oh and they God. took they swing and they they knocked one out of the park for the for the for the ages because they said you know that game that like y'all have been wondering what we've been working on for a long time that was like gonna be a Damien game and then we canceled it and then we're making a new a new game now um we're gonna reveal that and what they revealed is this is a new canon this is a new universe where Bruce Wayne is presumed dead. And now we have Nightwing, Red Hood, Batgirl, and Robin. Not David! Not that stupid bitch! Not him! <sighs>
2: It just looks like Damien's design from Injustice.
0: It, it does. It does. But but it, yeah, it, um, it which really made you think it was Damien at first. But then it's actually Tim because if you watch the eight the eight minute the four minute demo, it's Tim, and I'm super excited. But anyway, we are getting a brand new game coming in 2021 called Gotham Knights, where it's basically gonna be DC's sort of like. Attack on Marvel's Avengers game where it's going to be co op focused, there's going to be missions. It's basically the, like it's sort of taking what Tynan's detective run was, where they had the Gotham Knights, their idea of being the step after Batman if Batman would fall. So it looks as if it's going to be this like the Bat family taking over the reins where Bruce left off. And they do a whole cool uh, gameplay demo. This is supposed to be, like, pre-alpha. This shit looks like it's going to be beta tomorrow. And I was very impressed. Like, damn. They, they they do a whole thing where Babs is cruising through the streets of Gotham while watching out for ice. And then her and uh, Tim go, go climbing through this giant skyscraper to go fight Mr. Freeze. And it looked fucking gnarly. And I'm like, yes. This it is... was
2: very well done.
0: I, 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 I am very hyped for this game um, like like it, it was so funny because like everyone was all speculating if it was Tim or if it was Damien and all of us are sitting there like that's not Damien Tim wouldn't, Witt- like, 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 like Damien wouldn't try to apologize, like, 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 say he cares about Barbara or, like, the people who are dying because of the cold. Like, no, this is, this is Tim. And then you read the descriptions of the characters and, like, it says Tim Drake. And you're like, yes! Because <laughs> fuck the little bitch. Like, oh, I'm so happy.
2: I think one of my favorite moments is that when we were watching that, and just so the people who listening know how much my wife loves me, she watched fandom with me all day. Victoria cannot stand in comic books. <laughs> um,. And at one point we were watching it and, you know, it looks like Damien. And I'm like, oh, fuck me, it's Damien. And you know, so we're watching, and then he's, you know, what James was talking about, he says, oh, those poor people, in reference to the people in the cold. And Victoria went, that's not Damien.
1: <laughs> nice. Even she knows he's a jackass.
2: <laughs> right. He does <laughs> he has to listen to me talk about him.
0: It. So it's like you have Jason, Barbara, Tim, and Dick taking over the reins of Gotham, and it's it like it's very going to be co op focused, similar to how Avengers plays and there's going to be, like, interchangeable um, costumes because you see the newer Batgirl cowl, but then you see, like, sort of the retro, fully helmed cowl on her later. You see Tim in his sort of street costume, but also, like, almost a Red Robin-esque cowl as well. So it's, like, they have sort of cold get-up, they have normal clothing, and it looks very Arkham game combat-wise, but has a few differentiating qualities that I'm excited about. Um, and I'm just... This, this this was the one thing that made my day besides the, like what we're gonna talk about next, and I'm just like this this was the thing that I, I was mesmerized Yo, all day. Like,
1: damn! I'm so hype for this game, bro. like, <laughs> speak on. Let it. me let me bring it. Let me give you an example, okay? So like, Arkham City, second second installment in the Arkham game, mm-hmm. and they finally let you play as Nightwing, right? Mm-hmm. So, I'm rolling around as Nightwing, <laughs> and. I play this one specific level in the combat challenges all the time, and I was the guy that, like, I would fight for however long I could, and then as soon as someone hit me one time, I'm like, quit, restart, all right, let's go again. (laughs) And uh, that kind of dedication, like, transferred all the way into Gotham Knight when they finally incorporated what my favorite part of it was, was the Gotham's Greatest Score, Mm. where you would do the challenges, and the closer to Bruce-like or, like, how you did the challenge... The closer to Batman or Bat Family you were, the better your score was. And I was on the top of every list on my friends list. And I was very proud of that. So I'm going to have both of y'all and everyone who's listening to this podcast add me. And you're going to catch fades <laughs> on that score. Catch fades.
0: Like, <laughs> see, I, I, I was a Robin OG but like, like top scorer on PS4 on Arkham City and Arkham Knight. So I will see you on the battlefield, dog. <laughs> uh, we were yeah, catch fades. Like... <laughs> <laughs> how about that that's how we gonna do that yeah one. <laughs> i'm gonna be hitting
1: people with i gonna be hitting people with my dick sticks
2: <laughs> god damn
1: it <laughs> 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 um...
2: oh <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, no. but no so we are definitely hyped for what's gonna happen i know a lot of people on twitter were like where's cassandra where's stephanie mary said where's kate like like, like people were like already saying where's the rest of the bat family and i don't Uh, Yeah, I can already tell you it's going to be DLC. Because if they're aiming for Gotham Knights to be sort of the Avengers competitor, then it's going to be DLC. Like, you're going to see a Cassandra and Batwoman combo. You'll see a Huntress in combo with somebody. Like, I can bet you they're going to do a Batwing and and, a Signal combo to get the Black Boys in there. Like, they're going to do more DLC specifically to get more dollar. Because I just saw specifically with Arkham Knight. Where you had you had fucking Batman, Robin, Nightwing, Red Hood, Harley Quinn, uh, Azrael, um, fucking Catwoman, and then they added Batgirl as DLC. Like they had everybody. So you know for a fact they're gonna make sure that you have your favorite Bat character at some point.
2: Well, you yeah. know what makes. You know what makes me even slightly confident that Batwoman could be a DLC character is because of how different Barbara's costume is. It's straight up fucking purple. And first of all, I want to say thank fuck for not using that Burnside. I don't like the Burnside costume. I can't say what I want to say, but I don't like the Burnside costume.
0: I don't like the motorcycle jacket.
2: It, it's dumb. It well, so it's, it, well,
0: it's weird because they, they sort of like mix the newer costume with the cool cowl that I like and like the Burnside costume a little bit, and I was like, huh, I don't know how I feel about that. But like,
2: it has the, it has Burnside colors, but we don't have the stupid like pants, boots, and motorcycle jacket okay. because stupid stupid costume is stupid. But anyway, even the cowl's are fundamentally different because Kate and Barbara, you know, they both have similar cowl's in the way their hair lays. So that's kind of what's leading me to believe. And now I know this is like me with red yarn on a cork board trying to (laughs) string it all together. But that's kind of what has me feeling confident about this. And y'all know I never feel confident about anything when it comes to (laughs) Batwoman.
0: You you, you know what also makes them different, Mary? Fuck you, CW. What's that? You You know what makes them different, Mary? What's that? I dated Dick Grayson. Have you dated Dick Grayson?
2: Uh. <laughs> Shame! I swear to God, I know where you live.
0: <laughs> yes, you do. But,
1: uh... Also, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it right now. Cassandra Kane <clears throat> is gonna be the the DLC character that everyone considers overpowered. Oh, no, most, definitely.
2: It it most definitely. definitely. Imagine like a Cassandra Shiva DLC pack.
1: Oh, oh stop! stop. So good. Stop. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's oh I need it. I need it now. Okay, so definitely we, we are we are co-signing Gotham Knights. So that those were our thoughts on that. So we go from Gotham Knights and the next big thing that we all took notice of was well I, I think we should at least pay pay lip service to the fact that they had two different panels, the multiverse one oh one panel and the, the introducing flash panel, where they basically said, Hey guys, so like We'll probably be doing more TV and movie crossovers at some point. Don't know when. Just keep an eye out for it. And then they go, hey, Ezra's getting a new costume in the Flash movie that we're, like, kind of working on. Oh, God. It looks kind of clean. Like, it looks more like skin tight. Because he apparently got the idea from the crossover. So, I'm, I'm, See, I'm here for it.
1: I, I, the, only, the only way, and I know I'm going to be saying some bold shit here. The only way they can make Ezra Miller look better as the Flash as if he's fired as the Damn, Flash.
0: why are you dogging <laughs> on like, me?
1: I hate his Flash so much. <laughs> like, the only thing I didn't like about the Snyder cut was Ezra Miller.
2: <laughs> those,
1: like that Wait,
2: weird... He... Maybe Snyder will give him a better shake than Whedon did.
1: See, I hope so. Uh, but that e- weird elongated, like, rubber-limbed run. Really, really is like the. That's it. That's what I hate.
0: (laughs) See, because I I don't even mind Ezra Miller. I I just I wish his name was Wally West, not Barry Allen. That's my beef. Because he 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 comes off more like Wally did in the Justice League TV show. That's what I'm saying.
1: Well, especially with that that Jim Gordon bit where they're like, "That was rude." They just leave like that. Like that's a Wally thing, not a Barry thing.
0: Yeah, that's that was very much Wally vibes. But... Okay, so but yeah, no. So like uh, Mary, what were you gonna say? I didn't mean to cut you off.
2: I don't actually remember. Oh. Um, some of the humor that we saw in the theatrical cut for Justice League from Barry, I think more some of the more stupid jokes, like those are clearly Whedon inserts because this is not meant to start shit. I want to preface this now, but it was humor on par with what you would find in one of Whedon's Marvel movies.
0: Yeah, like Flash falling on Wonder Woman's breast is not a fun time. Uh-huh.
2: That's Black Widow. Yeah.
0: So well, the, the, he's got weird ara ara fantasies and needs to stop a- a- anyway, <laughs> anyway. So keep uh, so keep that in mind uh, the idea that movies and TV might cross over more. Okay, moving on. Um so the the, the next big thing that came out of DC fandom that we want to speak on is the Suicide Squad panel. This shit was <laughs> cringy. Like, you had all these old people sitting in a a Zoom call doing, like, basic casual comics trivia, and then like, right before they did a roll call of who's all in this movie, and... I gotta say, I I, I, I hate that it's Gunn directing it, but but I, I honestly, this is the cast that I wanted from the first movie. Like, if if I if, if, like dead ass, this is the expendable get rid of like half the cast mid movie group of people that I wanted. Where it's like because you got Javelin, you got um, Savant, you have Blackguard, you have Bloodsport, which I think is fucking stupid. Um, you like you have um, like, like Captain Boomerang's back, which obviously he won't die. You got Harley Quinn. Um, you have Rat Catcher 2. Don't forget Rat the two. Rat 2.
2: <laughs> call Rat Catcher 2. We'll
0: speak on that in a second. Um, <laughs> like, th- like th- th- this is, a, like, th- they brought Rick Flag and Viable back, thank God. Um, they, like, th- this is very much, uh, oh, they, brought, they have Weasel. Don't forget Weasel. Like, um, Peacemaker, um, Polka Dot Man. This is very much the expendable I'm gonna blow your brains out on a heartbeat for Waller just to press a couple of buttons and blow br- uh, heads when she wants to cast. Oh, oh, also Mongal. I forgot about her. But um, in general, that I wanted from the Ostrander style of Suicide Squad. And even Gunn said he took inspiration and even called Ostrander onto the set for this kind of thing. And again, I hate that it's Gunn doing it because the minute you hear gun, everyone just thinks Guardians of the Galaxy, and I hate it. But it's like, in general, this is what Suicide Squad should have been from the jump. And I'm I'm kinda here for it, but I'm also nervous. Like I'm cautiously optimistic that I might finally get the Suicide Squad movie that I wanted. I think they should have just bit the bullet and said that Idris Elba Elba is just Deadshot and and just do a recast and not care about it because literally, literally, if Marvel can do it, so can you. Like Will Smith wasn't gonna come back, just make him Deadshot because they said halfway through the through the panel that uh, Bloodsport has a daughter. I'm like, you 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 you, you, you're just doing it again, aren't you? Like, so. That, that's where I'm at, where it's like, this is probably going to be the movie I wanted originally, but, like, I'm cautious. Mary, what were your thoughts?
2: Um, I can't really stand James Gunn on a good day. Um, So it's going to happen whether I like it or not. Um, I think the cast is solid. I think, like you said, I enjoy the fact that it's kind of this mess of, you know... D minus list characters that's just pure cannon fodder because that is something that did irk me about the first movie is that it's a suicide it's you know it's the suicide squad but like one or two people die and that's it yep. So I think you know because it's a massive cast and half of them are gonna be dead in the first 15 minutes and you know Gun said this is gonna be like kind of a crazy 70s war movie you know, with all the explosions. And I know that they're in South America because they were filming in South America. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to something that you said, James, something I actually really like about DC movies is that they are casting middle-aged actors.
0: Yeah.
2: And I think that just opens you up to a greater range of casting. Like, with something, you know, like casting Chris Evans very young with Marvel is that, you know, he can spend 10 years in this role. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, some of the best roles are only a few times out of the gate, you know. So I enjoy that. Um, but, you know, that's probably just a personal thing. I think the spiciest of hot takes actually came from Victoria.
0: Okay. uh Uh-oh. So-
2: who said that? Because um, we watched the whole thing, and you know they had everybody up on the call. Margot Robbie really looked like she did not want to be there.
0: Oh no, it was very obvious that she was she was there for, for the, the cash, her check, and bounce. That was very obvious.
2: Well, there's a there's a kind of a fan uh, thing going around that she only agreed to do Suicide Squad so she could have birds of prey. And we don't know if that's true or not, but that's just kind of the rumor running around. But no, it was funny because she did not want to be there.
0: <laughs> like, and what's cool is she, her costume is straight pulled from Injustice. Still...
2: Like
0: that looked fucking. So I, I mean, it I, looks great. Yeah, no, like she she may look like she don't want to be there, but like at least she has Viola and Joel. Like it could be worse. <laughs> Bring,
2: bringing I... back bringing back Viola Davis is the is the smartest decision they could have ever made. Trying to that. do it without Amanda Waller would have been stupid as shit. Trying to do it with anyone other than Viola Fucking Davis as Amanda Waller would have been even stupider.
0: I mean, they could have called. Oh CCH my god, they, yes. they could have called CCH Pounder, and I would have made the play. But anyway. Okay, um, I
2: will accept CCH
0: founder. Yeah, see. <laughs> but no, um, and he, and it, what's even crazier is they had a couple cameos from other members of the cast to, to, to ask questions. And they even, uh, I forget her name who's playing her, but they paid lip service to um, Harcourt, um, a, a agent of, of Waller's who ends up taking over for Waller during the DC rebirth run. And I was like, huh. Gun did his homework. That's only like four years old. <laughs> I was I was impressed. Like, damn, that was one of the only we... things from that run, and you actually paid attention. Gun, good job.
1: Okay, so elephant in the room. So <laughs> elephant in the room about Suicide Squad. Oh no! So I and I promise you, I promise you this that so many of these people are gonna fucking die.
2: Oh yeah,
0: no, no, like you can tell. You goodness. can tell. You can tell. Uh, uh, Javelin's gonna die. I'm calling right now. The, the, this, oh God, the, this, yes. The, this is my Deadpool. I'm calling Javelin. I'm calling uh whoever Peter Capaldi's playing. though, I forget. I forget who's playing Thinker. Uh, Thinker. Thinker's gonna die. Um, oh, Thinker's gotta go. Um, Weasel. Weasel's gonna die. I no. I I uh I think Polka-Dot Man, Peacemaker, Mongal are gonna be, like, the three that stick around with Boomerang and Bloodsport and Harley for the, like, the majority of the movie. But, like, everybody else is cannon fodder. Like, because Polka-Dot Man looks like he has a few scenes and Peacemaker looks like he's gonna ride around for a little bit. So, I think Peacemaker, Mongal, Polka-Dot Man... Boomerang Harley in in, in Bloodsport, and you're like the ones that stick around. But like everybody else, is gonna die, and maybe Pete Davidson might survive. But like like that's it. Pete Davidson, the not would be there at all. Yeah, he. My <laughs> man is just
1: like, hey "What's up, guys?" I'm pissed off at the makeup department for how dirty they did Mongal.
0: Mongal, right. like, mm. she look good.
1: They like did that, her that, dirty. That, dirty. That, that
0: orange face paint wasn't wasn't treating her too good. <laughs> nah,
2: <laughs>
0: but no, nah, just in general, like I'm optimistic about this. Um, Travis, you, you saw the trailer. What did you think about like what's coming up for the Suicide Squad, as it were?
1: I uh, I'm a little salty, but right now I'm being a neckbeard. So because oh, it's so? like they didn't put it in the direction that I wanted to. Because I internally and externally want them to just burn it into Simone's Secret Six and stop wasting our time.
0: Well, no, cause, I mean, here's the thing. I'm a fan of Austin shit, and I'm a fan of, like, a little bit of the New 52 shit, so my philosophy when it comes to Suicide Squad is, especially now with New 52 having come and gone, is literally just give me Floyd, Boomer, and Harley and then do what, um... The, the new Rocksteady game did and just give them a fucking big sidekick like King Shark. Like, that's all I need. Everybody else can be cannon fodder. You can just make up new supervillains for all I fucking care and everyone else can fucking blow up. But like, have Waller always call in Harley, Floyd, Boomer. And that's all I need, literally. Because those are the, the like, before Harley, Boomer and Floyd were the only ones that saved a lot half the fucking time. And like, because Deadshot has been in almost every iteration of the, the Suicide Squad. But like, oh yeah. But like, Floyd, him, and and now Harley are the ones that seem to never die, and it's like, well, in in Tom Taylor and a couple of writers from the New juice case, they will kill Deadshot and then just bring him back like five months later. But like, in general, those are the ones that never fucking die. So as but just long- just it's think, just man. Story.
1: Just the way I think about it when I was watching the trailer, and I was like. I was like, alright, I'm kind of excited until, specifically, I never saw Ragdoll, Scandal,
0: I mean, like, Bane.
2: But, you know, Travis is on to something here. That is a huge problem is that what Suicide Squad wanted to be, Secret Six did it better. Yeah, that's fair. And, yeah. and the Suicide Squad in David Ayer's movie is just the Secret Six
0: yeah, because
2: you know I'm watching the movie and you know Will Smith Deadshot that is not dead Deadshot that is Gail Simone's Deadshot it is yeah. Gail Simone's Deadshot to the point where they actually like recreate a Secret Six cover in the movie and you know I tweeted it Gail after you know after I saw the movie I'm like hey you know I, I actually did enjoy Suicide Squad I thought it was a fun popcorn movie yeah. And I said, "Look, I really liked it, And you know I like that there was a nod to John Ostrander. I wish there would have been a nod for Kim Yale, um, but uh, I said, "You know, it's not Ostrander's dead shot. it's yours." And she responded, and she said, "Yeah, John told me that too. Uh-uh. But I'm afraid that this movie is going to fall into that same trap where it's not going to be Ostrander's Secret Six, it's going to be what James Gunn thinks Ostrander's Secret Six, JK, it's just Gail Simone. Like, (laughs) but, but I think the spiciest take, I forgot to say this earlier, I think the spiciest take came from Victoria. Okay. Because uh, we were watching it, and after the panel was wrapping up, she looked at me, and she said, This looks like Michael Bay presents James Gunn's DC's Guardians of the Galaxy on Earth.
1: Oh, man. (laughs)
2: Like, she's not wrong, though.
1: man. That's pretty solid.
2: (laughs) And, like, I just want a t-shirt that says that.
1: That hits me in a special place. That was great. (laughs)
2: <laughs> she gave me spicy takes the entire time and I will enjoy sharing them
1: oh my god
0: okay so um, I want to ro- roll down this cast list as like specifics real quick before we move on so obviously we love ha- uh, Harley obviously we're okay with uh, Rick Flag and Amanda Waller uh, Idris Elba as Bloodsport it's just fucking ah! dead shot I don't fucking care what you tell me it's just dead shot uh, unless unless he's using like sports objects <laughs> like, well, no blood then he's bullseye i mean i mean Bloodsport was always just like like, like a knockoff dead shot in the comics so that's what that's what their plan is um I, 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 uh alice braga as soul uh uh Solceria. um this... like is
2: that a, is she Juan's sister is she a gender flip one like what's going that, on here that's what fighting?
0: i was like because like she, that is like Juan is just Juan in the comics he was only in the one run of, of Suicide Squad so it's like where, why, why? this is very odd but like if it's just a gender flip who cares cool
2: whatever I will say this Alice Braga at least deserves to have one superhero movie actually <laughs> release because as much as I hate it she's Dr. Reyes in New Mutants
0: I mean, like, oh. what, what is it, like, two weeks? Yeah,
2: she is, she is Dr., she is Cecilia Reyes.
0: I mean, two weeks till New Mutants comes out on Disney+, Plus. so, like, that's a thing.
2: No, um, no, no, James, it's in theaters.
0: Oh, it's in theaters? Oh, God.
2: They're actually releasing it in theaters. Gross. Okay, um... That's dangerous. That movie hurts me, I just want to say it. <laughs> um, <laughs> they uh, whitewashed everybody in Karma's... I gotta stop.
0: Okay, Yes. Yeah, stop. Karma's not... <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> I'm spiraling.
0: We we we, lo- we love we love Jai Courtney as Boomerang. Um, Nathan Fillion is playing TDK. I don't know who the fuck TDK is on top of my head. I can't think. Um, See, I love Nathan Fillion, but like, who the fuck is TDK? I don't even. I think he's like like like, like a really like like Z list um, Batman villain. I think. See,
1: because when you say Batman and you say TDK, I go the Dark Knight immediately. So like, I need I need I need someone to clarify. Come here, Google.
0: I, I honestly I can't even find anything about TDK anywhere. Like, I, 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 I'm the fucking Suicide Squad expert.
2: I I've never heard of the character, so it may be like a one issue, one panel character, or it could just be something that. You know, gun made up or God help me, some kind of weird bait and switch where he thinks he's being really smart.
0: Well, like, um, Pete Davidson is playing Blackguard, and there's somebody else on the on the set. I don't don't know who the fuck it is, but that person is also in the lineup in the artwork. But like, but they look more like Blackguard than Pete does. So I'm guessing the person who's originally Blackguard dies. So that's i
2: found I, I looked it up and there's a variety um an article from variety magazine from about seven hours ago okay uh it says, nathan Fillion is playing tdk another seemingly new character whose name evokes uh the suicide squad character knockout a female villain with super strength
0: so he's a male version of knockout
2: why not just have knockout why not just
0: have
1: knockout is That's it because? Annoying.
2: Is it because she's from Apocalypse? Like you could just easily scrub that out, or maybe Travis, maybe she and Scandal are already running off together.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we skipped it entirely.
2: And Pete Davidson is playing Blackguard, a not terribly successful or smart villain who is easily manipulated into foiling his own schemes. Wow. Why not just make it knockout?
0: Um, okay, so then from there we have Michael Rooker as Savant. (sighs) Why are you here, Rooker? Anyway, uh, that's, that's my one thought on that one. Um, John Cena as Peacemaker is the most greatest casting I of God's it. Green Earth. Like, I love it. He, <laughs> he literally even says in the interview where he's like, John, uh, "Like Peacemaker is just like a really fucked up Captain America," which, to his extent, that's the pitch for Peacemaker. And later on, Peacemaker supposed to become like a good guy because he even helps mentor Blue Beetle Jaime Reyes later on. So like. I'm with it, but, like, I, I'm worried he's just gonna die and not be of use, so it's gonna be like, you're just a really violent version of Captain America for, like, half hour. <laughs> I think this is gonna be
1: the first time that I want Nathan Fillion out of a movie and John Cena in.
0: <laughs> um, uh, D- uh, David, uh, uh, Das M- uh, Malakian, uh, as Polka Dot Man, I like how it looks, I like, I, I, they, and, um, Gunn even calls it out that Polkadot Man's one of the few people that, that has never been on the Suicide Squad before, but he just wanted to put it in, and I'm like, thank you, Gunn, for recognizing the fact that you're being stupid, but, like, I'm okay with Polkadot Man, that's really fucking bizarre, um. See, cause internally, my
1: ass was like, why the fuck isn't that, like, him specifically, why is
0: he not Ragdoll? Yeah. Of all people. <laughs> well, I see, my thought was Sean Gunn's playing Weasel, and I was like, why doesn't Sean Gunn just play Ragdoll? I mean, that's another good idea. Like,
1: ah, so many. Damn you, Gunn. Yeah, no.
2: I mean, be... Alice Braga could have been just a really discount scandal savage, so.
0: Yeah. Like,
2: we could have made this work, guys.
0: Yeah. Um, we already spoke on Mongal. Mongal is just depressing. But in general, I, I, like, like I said, I'm pretty excited about this movie. Um, from there, we had the, the 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 boss females of color panel. I, hmm, I'm, gonna be, I'm gonna be brief. I hated the name, but I loved the panel. You had uh, Anna Diop and um, I forget her name, the the woman who's playing Blackfire in Titans. You had. Candice from Flash. You had the new girl who's playing Batwoman, which we're not, not, not even gonna. We're, we're not. We're just gonna avoid that train because um, that's a whole other. Her hour.
2: name. Is, her name is Javicia.
0: Yeah, uh, Javicia. Like she's a lovely lady, but we we have our differences on on this topic. Um, we had uh, Chantelle Twee and Vanessa Williams. Love them. Um, just in general, like this was a really powerhouse group of uh, like of females just um talking about talking about like being in this medium and it was very awesome also uh, i I don't know her name but she's from legends of tomorrow she plays what's supposed to be yeah her um she's supposed like she plays what what's supposed to be uh isis but like because of terrorism we can't call her isis that's a thing um but just in general this was a really good panel i really enjoyed it it was inspiring they're, like, they, they even let them speak without censors when they were asked what they would do with their powers if they actually had them. Ooh. And they were speaking on, like, throwing Trump out the White House, uh, sa- saving Breonna Taylor from the bullets. Like, that that was some really powerful stuff that they, they chose to speak on at a DC panel. And I was like, damn, that's well, really because, good.
2: Uh, because... Um... Untala, Ash, she plays Zari on Legends of Tomorrow, and she is, like James Like James said, she is supposed to be Isis, she is Adrian Famas, but, um, we can't, they just, they don't want to call her Isis for understandable reasons, Archer did the same thing. Um, but, you know, she's like, I was on, I'm on a time-traveling ship, and there's, like, a date in November of 2016 that I would love to go back and change, like, um... Candace Patton brings up the fact that in um, an episode of Flash, she ends up taking Barry's speed for a little bit. And, you know, she even talked about wanting to run, I'm using the air quotes that she used, certain individuals out of altercations with the police. Um, uh, Nafessa Williams said that she would use her powers as thunder to um, track down the cops that killed Breonna Taylor. Like, so this is, it was just kind of a a really powerful it's just so hard to kind of hit on one or two things that this panel did it was just it was really cool because it was such a casual setting Mm -hmm. that you know that's something overall I really liked about fandom is that we kind of just got to see everyone as people it wasn't in the ridiculously polished panel setting and just the god damn it I cannot like I lost what I was gonna say. Oh my god, Megan, Megan Good was on the panel too. I forgot Megan Good was (laughs) on the panel. They
0: they included Megan Good because she was in Shazam, and I like, I love her energy because she even calls out something that me and Travis can speak on, which was throughout most of Travis and I's teenage years and her in her younger years on screen. She was the love interest in, like, everything. She was just the sex symbol and like, the eye candy, like Roll Bounce and other movies like that. Like, she was just there to be gawked at. But in Shazam... See,
1: here, I want you to know that in Roll Bounce, I was gawking... At Journey Smollett, you're right. Okay? You're right. <laughs> you're
0: valid. But like in general, that was that was what Megan Good said. Was like she was looked at as the eye candy. Versus in Shazam, she's playing the embodiment of like an eight year old girl, so she can she can be a, like, like a, a child at heart, but also be a superhero. And I thought that was such a great, powerful message right there. Like that is something yeah, that you sure. like, like that like you can rise above, still be a normal woman in comics, but also like just be there and not have to just like flaunt yourself like the fucking neckbeards want you to. I was like, good on you, girl. Oh, net. Yeah, don't don't ever flaunt yourself like
1: neckbeards want to. <laughs> ever. Yeah. Just know.
0: Okay. Oh, just
2: there, ever. Don't. No. Okay. These were all just very, you know powerful, very emotionally intelligent, very, like, generally intelligent women as well. Like, these were just some incredible women sitting down and talking about, you know, these things that they've had to experience or that they've seen other people like them experience. And the way that they are able to take that and turn it into motivation to, you know, use for these characters. Because, I mean, you know, uh, Iris West is a reporter and Candace Patton talks at length about, you know, taking things that she's gone through and kind of just throwing herself into Iris. Um, Something that uh, Tala said that kind of um, jumped out at me is that, you know, she is the first Muslim American superhero on TV. Um, Actually, I think just like in any kind of live action adaptation. But she said that when she got the part of... Um, I'm sorry, on Legends, the CW and the uh, Legends Writing Room turned around and hired a Muslim writer just so they could get that right. And so, I like that little detail, at least with that one show. And I think it would be really cool if the CW could keep up with consistent writing <laughs> for once. But, god, I don't know. It was a fun panel, and I was in awe at the at the power and strength of these women and i'm huge fans of all of them and i'm spiraling you're not spiraling <laughs> there is no reason why jafisia could not have just been kate god damn it
0: uh there will come a day where we we will <sighs> on that one uh, like we, we we tried to cover that and i was just kind of like you know what we'll do that a different day when i'm not just yelling at the top of my lungs um, but uh, but but nah. So we go from there. We go from that amazing panel, and then we we have a few more other panels that we're not gonna talk about. because that, that was most like, like we had a Chris Daughtry performance. I don't I don't understand why the hell Chris Daughtry was there. Um, I'm, I'm, yikes! They, 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 it's because oh,
2: it's because he's a really big Batman fan. Uh. I want. I want to say it was one of the BVS covers or, you no, know, it was the Batman number 50 cover during the new 52. It was one of those. I was working at the comic book shop and, you know, we handled a lot of online orders and my boss was kind of starting to get a little frustrated because the, this particular cover was supposed to be a Jim Lee cover. Well, I don't remember specifically how she said it happened, but Chris Daughtry basically begged DC to let him do the cover so he actually, he actually drew that cover, but customers were angry because all of a sudden it wasn't a Jim Lee cover, so then they wanted to pull their orders. So DC had to do some work around that Jim Lee inked the cover. But no, he is a massive fan of Batman.
1: Yeah. I mean, I hate to be that guy, but like... Just because you're a big fan of Batman doesn't mean you get to play this... <laughs> I just hate Daughtry in general.
0: I'm also a metal elitist. so same. Okay. okay. Well, from the Chris Daughtry panel, we had a couple other small things, like a preview of a Joker documentary that's going to be on Apple Apple TV. They had Jim Lee looking over some portfolios, and then there was the Surprise DC Comics panel. So, Mary and I were sitting in, like, sit, sit, sit up in, on Discord waiting for this panel, because we were watching all day, and then they reveal... What this panel was, and we lost our living minds, bro. Like, oh my god, like the hype, oh the hype, dog, the motherfucking hype. They finally said that Milestone is back after the a literal decades of like waiting. Like, yes, there was Dwayne's conclusions on Justice League, yes, there was the static book. But, like, in the New 52, but that was canceled after, two, after like, six issues. Um, literally, this is the f- first return of Milestone in almost 20 years. This is the first return. Actually, it's over 20 years. Like, f- for first return and it's glorious they had jim lee i don't know why jim lee was there um you that you had um freaking uh, you had reggie Heldland you had dennis cowan like you had phil lamar like there as representative for static like this was an amazing thing what were you gonna say mary
2: <laughs> i was gonna say it's because jim and them are old friends and you know he's the guy publishing the books right now yeah
0: so. fair enough um, but no, like, you had, like, this old school round table group of dudes talking about how Milestone got together, and then they rolled out what is going to be coming. The, like, they, and they said, in, like, between now and February, they are finally, finally going to start putting all of the old uh, Milestone comics up on digital platforms like DC Universe and Comicsology for, like, uh, for print. And I lost my fucking mind because I spoke this into existence. I said, literally, I hate piracy of comics. I hate piracy of comic books because every creator should get their dollar. But for, for some reason, DC has hated the idea of, of putting milestone books on digital platforms. So they were the one books that unless I spent th- like, like hundreds of dollars trying to track down or like in, in decent condition to read, let alone collect, I had to pirate them. And I hated it for it. But now, they are finally going to allow us to buy the original runs of these books digitally, and they're going to be recollecting them in trade paperback. And I'm super excited about that. They,
2: never, they didn't say anything about trade. I thought they did. They did not. They did not say anything about trades.
0: Oh, well, I guess it, well at least we're doing digital. At least we're doing digital. And then, because, okay. uh, because
2: they said that... Um, between the nebulous version of now and February of 2021, they're going to, at least a couple of months at a time, release um, digital single issues of the original Milestone books. And um, the reason why they haven't really done that before is just all of the, the legal shit that's been going on. Mm. Because the, um, the various lawsuits kept it bogged down for a long time. And the more research I do the more legitimate the lawsuit looks. So this is th- this was a lot of interpersonal drama between the McDuffie estate and these guys, and it played out, I'm glad it played out. So they reached a settlement that they were happy with, and I'm good to go because I am the jackass who spent hundreds of dollars finding all of these single issues. Ooh. Oh my! I I have so many milestone issues. I have so many, and I have spent so much money amassing all of these. You know, all of the runs that I could get.
0: You are a titan among men. But well, I also.
2: I also managed to find the entire trading card set from, like, 93. So when the milestone panel started, it was sitting next to the desk. And I grabbed the binder, and I'm just holding it. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's happening. It's happening.
0: But no. Um,
1: so I we, need me some icon, like, yesterday. Funny you should say that.
0: So there
2: is a new icon coming.
0: We got the announcement that with uh, February coming around, we are getting a brand new um, static ongoing series that is going to be digital first. We like we are going to be getting a, a original static graphic novel coming from uh, Reginald Hudlin and Dennis Cowan, but also there's going to be new milestone rollouts like hardware like icon and rocket they were being facetious and making fun of reggie hudlin for loving a hardware and saying not a hardware book but there will probably be a hardware book because hardware is fucking the bomb but like in general there's going to be new content for these amazing heroes we're gonna get an icon and rocket book i i, I don't think they're going to do all of their original plans they had previously where they're gonna have a whole like earth to themselves they were calling it like earth m but they still kept the the newer designs for icon and rocket that they had designed for that pitch of earth m so i think some of the ideas have remained while some things have changed and i'm and I'm hyped for that um what i
2: th- what i think they need to do and something i'm really excited about is that I really hope they don't just stick to icon and rocket hardware and static, because I mean, those are the characters that had the most legal flexibility. So they were the ones that kind of got to stick with the comics, Yeah, but like, there's so many other, cause um, they released the promo image and iron butterfly is on the promo image. And I was so happy to see that because like I said, I have spent a lot of money amassing this, you know, pretty much an entire box of Milestone single issues and there are so many characters and the world of Milestone is so much like deeper and cooler and more intense than you can think or that is just in the pages of like the one icon trade that they collected Mm. because they did that in like 2009 I have it I tried to recommend it to a friend and they found it it's like $80 on Amazon right now but I mean this world is so much deeper and richer and i mean you know the first lgbtq um the 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 first lesbian uh superheroes were on there the first trans superhero i use that term loosely but you know one of the first trans characters i mean you know milestone was doing this when dc and marvel were sitting there with their thumbs up their asses Mm -hmm. and you know I think what milestone, what this new milestone initiative should do, is at least bring back the titles that they had. I'm talking Blood Syndicate. I'm talking Shadow Cabinet. I'm talking Zombie. Like I think they need to bring Yo, all of that back.
1: Shadow Cabinet. No. no. Yes.
2: I, I live for Shadow Cabinet. Even, I would even take Heroes. It was it was a silly team, but I would even take Heroes. Yeah.
0: Like, like the, the 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 announcements that were on display here just had all of us super excited for this. Like, the nostalgia you feel of hearing Dennis Cowan tell the story of how Milestone was founded just had me, just on the edge of my seat. I was like, let's listen. It's gonna be a good time. I've heard it before, but I don't care. I'm excited. And I, I even was shouting. I I, I put this giant all-caps tweet out. I put it in a couple Black Nerd Facebook groups. I'm like, listen. Listen. Are you listening? Here's what you gotta do. You gotta pre-order. Because if there is anything, whether it be the graphic novel for static, whether it be the ongoing series, whether it be the digitals, you yes. need to pre order, I know, I know capitalism fucking sucks, but when it comes to this, we have been telling them for decades now for years upon years upon years that we want Icon Static, all these people, Shadow Cabinet, all these books back on the store shelves, so if you want to put your money where your mouth is and keep these books going if you want Milestone to have more things like that thing we almost had, like having Static in Injustice 2 that we almost had, if you want more of that then you need to suck it up, put some dollars out there and put and put it out in the universe that you want this out there because the and we can swear up and down I can yell into the stratosphere that Black Lightning needs a solo book to the day I die but if we do not support the content we want to see then they're just going to put it away again so we need to focus our energy on making sure that milestone gets the funding it needs from us and what matters is like like cuz if you if you go to a comic book shop and just pick up one thing it ain't going to matter. You need to pre-order. And I, I, I know it sounds fucking dumb. I know. Trust me. I know, folks. But you need to pre-order these books. Please. Take it from
2: me. I, I worked in a book, comic book shop for a number of years. The only numbers that publishers pay attention to are the retailer pre-order numbers. You going in, walking into a store and buying a book that does, I'm going to be completely honest here, that does less than nothing. You are just paying the shop back. The shop buys the books, and you buy the book from the shop. If you don't pre-order a single issue, you buying that issue off the wall really doesn't do anything. And I know that that sounds shitty, and I know it sounds stupid, but it's true. And this is why, frankly, Diamond sucks. But if it... like Because with Static, it's a digital first, so it won't be as heavily judged against that but say for you know with Icon and Rocket or if they relaunch you know uh, Blood Syndicate or Shadow Cabinet or something that you will need to pre-order those books as soon as you hear about them because those are the numbers the publisher pays attention to I just had a beautiful thought what's your beautiful thought? All of the racist fuckboys seeing this announcement and not realizing that Milestone was around before all of this, and then we get to watch them get destroyed.
0: Because <laughs> they can't be oh, like, oh, these SJWs oh. are just going to ruin our books again. No, Milestone's been here since the 90s, motherfuckers.
2: Honestly, Sorry, I just—I
1: I don't think... I, I. Neckbeards are stupid, but I really hope they're not this...
2: Travis, honey. They are. <laughs>
1: Hey, man, (laughs) why has this got to be Zack Snyder's Man of Steel? I'm trying to hope, okay?
0: (laughs) Speaking of Zack Snyder, that's the next thing up on the list. Um, We got our first look at the Justice League Snyder Cut. uh, I will admit, when the Snyder Cut was first announced, I was not a fan. Then I came around when Momoa said that it existed. Then I fell off again when the neck beards were up its ass and tr- and making it look bad, to the point that Harley Quinn even made a joke about it in the TV show. And but 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 then after hearing Ray Fisher's stories and hearing and like I'm actually seeing what could be with this first look, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I wanna see what comes out. I'm I, I I'm sorry, Zach. I really am that all I thought about during this trailer was Night Owl and Silk Spectre getting in an Archie. That's all I could think about. Cause you He's using this me. you using this damn cover of Hallelujah again. All I could think about was just seeing Silk Spectre naked in front of me. And I don't wanna see that. Like I,
1: He I, just I, wants you to remember the good times you had with him. Okay? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Watchmen was objectively good. It was like, it was, it was.
2: But okay.
0: if, you know, like, like I, I will defend Watchmen like like giant squid being gone isn't the worst thing in the world, but like I, I still think Watchmen is a good movie. But in general, I just I, I, and I understand the uh the the the, the, the 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 emotional significance behind using that song because it's like like the the, the, the slowness of it in the pacing of the trailer, where it's like we're finally getting what Zach wanted and fuck Joss Whedon. But like in general, it was like this is the wrong song, dog. Like all I think about is them pushing the button when they're when when when, when they're climaxing and Archie shooting fire. That's all I'm thinking right now instead of the the emotional impact we're supposed to be having, and it killed the whole vibe. <laughs>
1: James, you're terrible.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> I love like, you, dog. But you're terrible. But am I wrong? <laughs> like, of all songs, you picked the one cover you already used once. And it, like, like it's all I'm thinking about is like, and especially when Patrick Wilson is like two Zoom calls away at the Aquaman panel, it's like you got, it's like you got jiggy to it to the song. You know that, right? <laughs>
1: Hey, just think about it, I mean, think about it the way, uh, you know, Silk Spectre and, and Night Owl did. It's like seeing an old lover. Like... Oh my
0: god.
1: Tell me I'm wrong. You're like... not wrong. You're not wrong. Like, uh, Zach, I, I missed it when you had control.
0: Yeah, no, Zach, well, like, I'm excited to see what, what, you, what you bring into fruition. I'm excited that everybody was there to, like bring this back home so this I, i'm excited mary what were your thoughts on this trailer
2: um because i'm gonna expose myself here
0: Uh-oh. not
2: like actually expose myself. <laughs> you know, um, no i'm gonna I, I am a huge zack snyder fan Sorry. and i have been since dawn of the dead and ironically, Dawn of the Dead is the last time James Gunn wrote a three-dimensional female character. Ooh, shot <laughs> <of> fired. Shot <sighs> fired. Anyways. Um, but no, I am a huge Zack Snyder fan. I love Sucker Punch. Um, The aesthetics of Sucker Punch were super cool. The ending was something of a... The bust at the end of Sucker Punch it was going to the city where i'm from so everybody in town thought it was the coolest fucking thing in the world Mm. we're a midwestern city we're not like chicago or something chicago but i mean so i have been on the zach train since the beginning i defend the end of man of steel believe it or not
1: oh god how
2: (laughs) exactly that, that can be a conversation for another time. Yes. But, um, Travis, let me put it to you this way. Much in the same way that I defend uh, Wonder Woman for doing the same thing to Maxwell Lord. Okay. Okay. That, you know, it's just kind of pushed to the limits of no other choice. He's a baby Superman. Like, he he froze. You know? Yeah.
1: In the moment, I can see that. I, I My problem with that whole next snap is more so, like, dirtying up my boy scout but that's more of a general thing yeah
2: <laughs> yeah like, like,
0: I'm, I'm in the same camp where it's like you could have just threw this man across the room like that, that, that you could have put your well, I mean, on the laser it was about the, the,
2: the, the whole movie that you know he'd been presented as you know some kind of savior figure jesus imagery or something like that and then nope he's the fuck up just like the rest of us but yeah. anyway but no i i have been a big fan of zach for a long time I really tried to lie to myself uh when i saw justice league in theater and i'm like oh hey that was watchable and we're leaving the theater and victoria just looked at me and went baby <laughs> you, you know i saw that movie in theaters four times i saw it twice
1: in oh my god I saw it twice mary
2: uh-huh. honestly though for that fight um the uh the fight from the beginning mm-hmm. where, you know, they, they the, the tribes of men and the Amazons and the Atlanteans, they all fight Steppenwolf. That is a Zack Snyder fight, you can tell, because that man knows how to choreograph a fight scene. Mm-hmm. And I may have also shrieked in the theater when we saw the Green Lantern. Same. But...
0: Um, like, see, for me, it's like, that Justice League is a whole, uh, we might have to do a review just look at some point, like, before the Snyder Cut comes out. It's a like- review?
2: Justice League would just be an hour of me crying I'm okay and me
0: laughing and saying
1: "booyah."
0: <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the thing is, like, and the, I, I had tunnel vision on the only things I gave a fuck about in that movie were like the characters. I didn't give a fuck about the story because I knew it was stupid. I I, I, I knew it was stupid and like half of it was just a rehash Justice League War, which I didn't really care about. I was like, Yay, Cyborg! Yay, Aquaman! Yay, Wonder Woman! Yay, Batman! Hey, Cavill's here! I'm like, Yay! But like in general, it was like I'm enjoying the ride. I'm not really caring about like what's going on. I like. I needed that like that end shot that were like they're all standing together. That was like, yeah, this is a good movie. Yep. Like, like that's what deceived me. And now I'm seeing the, the, these shots of the spider cut. And I'm like,
2: I, I'm okay with this. This could be a thing.
1: I feel I like that was stolen beaten. from. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. But when I'm watching the trailer, I started to get really, really emotional because I'm like, because like Travis said, I feel like it was stolen because I'm looking at this and I'm like, this trailer is a completely, like, it is completely different from the movie that we got. Victoria, another Victoria Spicy take was that that trailer was better. Just the trailer itself was better than the theatrical film. Damn. (laughs) And, you know, seeing him in the black suit was really overwhelming for me because um i love superman and the death of superman and you know reign of the Superman, you know return that that whole death of superman saga is one of my absolute favorite comic book stories in the entire world i know how basic that sounds but bear with me
0: the doctor thinks you're basic
2: So that black and white suit, it was a really emotional moment for me. And then I laughed when I remembered that it's not an actual black and white suit. They couldn't do reshoots. So they just, um, they didn't have a black and white suit. So they just colored over the the regular suit post. Uh, But so no, like that whole thing was so emotional and having spent years just seeing Zach release little tidbits of information here and there. Because, you know, he released how Steppenwolf dies in his ver, At least how it was originally scripted in his version. I'm sure that that's how, what they're going to go with. But, um, no, he posted it on his Instagram, you know, maybe something like a year ago. And I felt robbed then. <laughs> because, you know, do you think I should say it?
0: No, nah, don't do it. Okay. Let, let
2: well, you know, a bit of Sword, Steppenwolf... Wonder Woman, you figure it out.
1: (laughs) It's the favorite. If you're a Jack Black fan, then you know.
0: Travis, I don't even have to say anymore. Travis, do you want to give any thoughts on the trailer before we move on?
1: Um, yeah, I just I felt like I was stolen from because like I I saw Justice League in the theater, but I didn't. I never did the rationalization. It was just unbridled rage. (laughs) It's like what in the this, this movie? What did they do to Victor? Why was Gotham brighter than my hometown at night? I live in the desert. This is bullshit.
0: Like, I don't.
1: I didn't. Oh God, I hated so many things about Justice League, so many different things. And then I saw this trailer today, and I was like, Oh my God, I was robbed. Everyone I <laughs> argued with on the internet, where I just like couldn't protect my energy, and I'm breathing heavy and shaking from calling people morons online, like all of that was worth it (laughs) at this point
2: do you remember everyone's like oh joss whedon did what he could to save a shitty movie and now it's like no, he made a shitty. Like he, he, he... made it
0: like, shitty. It was his fault. And it's like we we all thought Josh Whedon was like the stand up guy because he's coming in and helping his friend Zach during a hard time. And it's like nah, you made a really fucked up movie, dog. To the point that now fucking um uh freaking uh brain for Ray Fisher is like literally suing like you like for all the shit you did. And now the WB is like filing an, like an investigation against you and yeah. Jack John's. I'm like. Warner Brothers has
2: because ray fisher has been essentially building a cross for him to then crucify himself on yeah. because you know he keeps saying i because like, ray fisher has nothing to gain and everything to lose from this but he keeps saying accountability over entertainment and you know he's pushing and he's revealing as much as he can because he's still under an nda mm so he's revealing as much as he can and then i want to say what late last week he said that you know warner brothers and border media and like at and i don't remember if they were included in this or not they've launched an internal investigation to into joss whedon into jeff johns i want to say john berg was in there too yes. like there could be actual repercussions for what happened on set You know, nobody can really talk at length about it, but from the little snippets that we've got, it was not a good time. Like, and I don't know. I just, I loved Ray Fisher before. I thought he was, he was a very, even in the theatrical cut, you can tell he's a very talented actor. He's a stage actor. And you can tell from the way he carries himself, from the way he does his blocking, like, and, you know, I, I worked a lot with theater when I was much younger. And, you know, it was community theater, you know, like, I I stage managed community theater during college, so this isn't anything, like, special. But, you know, you spend a lot of time around actors, and, you know, he carries himself in much the same way, and it's, you know, I really enjoyed that. And I said it in the Discord earlier, I feel like he would also give really good hugs. Yes. (laughs) But, I mean, just looking at him, you feel like he would probably just give really good hugs.
0: He just has this, like, super soothing soft voice that I'm just like, I can listen to you talk for hours.
2: And there are plenty of things in that trailer that left me shook, like
0: Victor Stepp. Bro, Victor Stepp. Oh, yeah. like Sten- 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 I'm so sad. dog. <laughs> I'm not ready for this, but anyway. so we have received word that it's going to be a four-part mini series that are each part is an hour long, and four more- hours. So four hours of content. They're going to then, once all of it is released, put it all in one package. And then for anybody who is not in the U.S. that cannot get HBO Max, they are currently looking into distribution deals. So if you are, like, freaking out, like, oh, I'm not going to be able to see it, they are working on us. Do not panic. There will be a way Snyder. to see
2: it. Zack Snyder will figure this out even if he has to make DVDs and deliver them himself.
0: Yeah, like that's where it is. Right. This way. is the great this is
1: the great vindication of Sna- of Zack Snyder. There yes. will be no effort spared. Yeah.
2: <laughs> thing in the panel that broke me was, you know, they were talking to various members of the Snyder Cut fan base and let's not mince words here, some of them are fucking psychotic. Yeah. Yeah. I'll... I am a Snyder Cut fan. You know, I participated in some of their things. I gave money during the charity drives because, uh, you know, there was, you know, the suicide prevention charity drive. There was a charity drive to run out of theaters in New York for uh, kids to go see Black Panther. So, you know, like, there was a lot of cool shit that happened, but the assholes were the loudest. And so, like, there are genuinely good people, but, like, it's the assholes that are the loudest. Much in the same way that the assholes with the Avengers avatars that are taunting Zack for his daughter is not representative of his detractors. And I think we all like to forget that in the us versus them mentality. But something that broke me is when Zack was talking about the work that um, the fan base did with raising money for suicide prevention. Um, Collectively, I want to say it was a little over $200,000. For um, yeah, a particular suicide prevention charity. And in case uh, you haven't, if you're listening to this and you don't know, um, Zack Snyder's daughter, Autumn, did take her own life. And that is why he left the project is because it happened while they were filming Justice League. So that's specifically why suicide prevention and he didn't go into depth, but just that. God damn it, I'm getting emotional, but um that is just, that is something in the panel I think that stuck with me more than anything. It's just, it was heartbreaking. Yes. And I just wanted to make everyone else sad, too.
0: Uh, it, almost, it worked. It, it almost got me. Um, but so, yes, we are excited to see what happens with Snyder's dream finally coming true. So, it's time, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the battle of the bullshit where james has to stand alone against his his, his fellow po- uh, podcasters and why and, are you and, and, calling
1: this the battle of the bullshit the bullshit is yours this time no no Black no no, no, no
0: wonderful no 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 Thank the, 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 you. no 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 we are standing we, we are we we stand here today to put dwayne the rock johnson on trial for his bullshit and we
1: are listen to, to this
0: speak. posture so,
1: listen to this posturing <laughs> <laughs>
0: So,
2: t- Travis, t- stop t- bullshit. So, <laughs> so, so, so yes.
0: So the, so, the past like week or so, we've gotten these Instagram and Twitter videos that were hyping up the Black Adam reveal, where it was like, like they had like the, the, the cool little three D uh, created, like like uh, like a- ancient hallway, and in the background you hear Dwayne Johnson saying, "The DC Universe is about to be drastically changed forever," and. I'm like, I'm not really uh, enthused about this, but I'm gonna watch it and I'm gonna get it over with. And then you watch his little, like, five minute thing. And it's literally him at a fake CG temple. And they show Boss Logic's uh, fan creations of what he's supposed to look like that were created months ago. And now they've partnered with Boss Logic to put them out to the public as a DC created thing. And I'm sitting, like, and, 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 he actually does talk about stuff. I will give him this. He talks about Kandak. He, ta- he talks about the JSA being involved in his storyline, which, thank God. Um, and I'm sitting here like, listen, Dwayne, I, 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 I know you're the most paid actor in the world and everything, but you don't need your own movie. You don't. He need, needs to be Black Adam. He needs to be Black Adam, and I, I, like, I've wanted him to be Black Adam since like he, when he was a, a like a, a smaller rock on like the rundown. Like he was back then, <laughs> he was the one to play Black Adam because Black Adam is basically the Scorpion King. i to play some more Scorpion King. Like, it, like, it, like that's what he was meant to do. But now he has become this giant. Brought, like like a like golden calf of, of, of a man Who is just too big for his own fucking britches And yes, I know he could break me in two But if I was in a room with him I would tell him to sit his ass down And humble himself Because they're golden all Golden
1: calf of a man Yes, this is,
0: this, is <laughs> a, this is what I'm saying We look to Dwayne Johnson as this great idol of, of, of a figure to the point that his onstage and in, uh, in public persona makes him come off like he's this entitled piece of shit. Which I know he's not. He he, he gives to charities. He helps people all the fucking time. He cares about his fans. He, like, he, he helps get other people into the WWE. He cares. But the fact that this man was so motherfucking entitled that as a villain, as Black Adam who is supposed to be the villain of the first Shazam movie, because, let's be real here, uh, the, the professor dude that Mark Strong played wasn't supposed to be that guy that found the cave in the, in that version, in the New 52 version. That was Black Adam. Black Adam's the one who's, who's supposed to get his ass kicked by Darla and the rest of them. That's what's supposed to motherfucking happen. Black it's Adam doesn't need his own movie. That's but what's... we
2: stand we stand Dr. Savannah, the OG Lex Luthor oh my because God. fun fact that's where Lex Luthor came from. Yeah. But in
0: general like Dr. Sivana w- was only supposed to be a side character in that story oh, yeah, no. and because Dwayne Johnston is too big for his own damn britches that he needed to to say no fuck you WB and DC I want my own movie as black adam then go somewhere else dog Like you should have been the one person to like make your own superhero like will smith made hancock or something like you if you're gonna do that then go play another character you need you need to come on here and be part of an ensemble cast like rdj did pick up your fat check and go home like that's what you needed to do but instead you're over here like no i want to be the star and it's like no you're supposed to be the guy that zachary levi punches the shit out of and goes home but instead you're just gonna keep talking shit and i'm like what See, the fuck am i wrong am i wrong like yes how <laughs> <laughs> tell me how I'm wrong when literally Zachary Levi is supposed to be the one to punch him in his throat and tell him to go home. That's what's supposed I mean, to happen. That's
1: cool and all, but oh I still God. want World War... I uh, like. Can you tell me that it wouldn't be
0: awesome to have Black Adam doing a World War Three movie? It would be
1: Honestly. awesome...
0: And if we could actually have someone play ISIS because of, of terror of terrorism, like that would be cool. Because you could have uh, Black Adam, ISIS, and Osiris. That would be cool. But we can't even get to World War Three, which is like point X of the alphabet. We can't even get to point A, which is him squaring up with Zachary Levi, because this motherfucker won his own movie, and that frustrates me. Like, yeah, but
1: that his own movie is gonna be World War 3 You're gonna crush heroes we've never seen on screen, Ugh. like, and that's that's okay. It's gonna be like a like a, like an Infinity War kind of thing where Thanos was the protagonist, but it's it's Black Adam this time. Look. Not to mention, not to mention, Dwayne Johnson is like. There, is there anyone better for Black Adam?
0: Honestly, there, there is no one better. But it's like I, I I really needed this motherfucker to eat his humble pie and and be a part of the ensemble and not try to just take over the fucking world like he's fucking pinking nah. uh, the brain from Pinky in the brain. Like,
1: bro, they turned Arnold Schwarzenegger into a black guy and they made him. It's the Rock. That's who it is. And that's what it's it's the best thing ever since Slice bread. Honestly. <laughs>
2: gonna be the governor of California at some point. You know what? Yo. I, I dig it. He uh, could
1: be president. Oh my god!
2: <laughs> but look, I'm getting Hawkman, Cyclone, and Doctor Fate. Yeah, like, like, the, that, That's so that's the, you Yeah,
0: like that's the one cool thing we're getting the JSA. And you, and you know me, I'm the biggest JSA fan in the room. Like, I, I, I care about my legacy. But, like, in general, I really wish this man would sit his ass down and be a part of the ensemble, not lie. Like, because when he first said that he was going to play Black Adam officially, he said, I'm going to be Shazam's ass, I'm going to be Wonder Woman's ass, I'm going to be Aquaman's ass. And I'm like, wait a minute, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. First of all, Aquaman will motherfucking kill you. Second of all, Wonder Woman will motherfucking kill you. Third of all, Zachary Levi is supposed to knock you out and he's a ten year old. So chill the fuck out, dog. So that's my problem. This man acts like he's too big for his britches, and that's my problem. And I feel like I like, will say, and I feel like my, my my point has valid.
2: I will say this at the very end of that little you know snippet when he dropped into that lower register and starts, you know, giving that Black Adam speech, I got goosebumps. Yes. I am I am excited for his Black Adam and look we all knew The Rock was gonna get a movie by himself because he makes money. Do you wanna know how a lot we know of that? Money. Because Fast and Furious is still a thing.
1: They even spun it away. They gave they gave him his own spin off with just Elba. Yeah, yeah, it sold like donkey
0: <laughs> shit. It, it, James It sold would have like sp- donkey shit.
1: Like they're like, what if we had Fast and the Furious without Vin Diesel, and it made a fuck ton of money
0: because it, it, of The it, Rock's face. But it didn't make a, a, a fuck ton of money. It did average. It didn't really make a whole lot of money.
2: James Compared
0: to other spin-offs.
2: Tokyo I, Drift, anyway.
0: First of all, Tokyo yeah. Drift is fabulous, so you need to stop. But
2: anyway... James, uh, James, James I saw Tokyo Drift in theaters. So did I. But- <laughs> But it's so bad. Would a spicy Victoria hot take make you feel better? Yes. She called it the Scorpion King with superpowers. It's what it is
1: That's what it's gonna I be. I mean that's not wrong. That's
2: not <laughs> wrong. She said this looks like Scorpion King but with superpowers. It's what it is. Like
0: that, 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 that's, that's what literally the pitch was from Jump back in the early two thousands was you put him as Black Adam, you get Scorpion King and you're that's what he's supposed to be. Like, you let it go and that's what's what, supposed what, to what happen. But it's just like me, I, I, I've said my piece. Mo- moving on.
2: We need, we need to make podcast T-shirts that just have Victoria's spicy hot takes. Yes,
0: yes, I would. We should make that merch. Um, so uh, one, one of one of our last topics of the evening that was pretty freaking awesome was that. Rocksteady came up on stage and decided to announce that their big project that they're working on, because Gotham Knights is separate from them, WB Montreal is making Gotham Knights, what they are currently working on is a follow-up to Batman Arkham Knight, which is going to be Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League. Now, we've had rumblings of Suicide Squad getting an Arkham tie-in since, um... Fucking asylum. Sin, since Ar- since um Ar- Arkham Origins, well Arkham Asylum and Arkham Origins, where uh Waller shows up and starts kidnapping everybody, but then we didn't hear anything. But then but now you they're saying this this new game is going to take place in the universe after Bruce Wayne is gone. Um, the original leaks that came out came out about the game were saying that. They're going to put Red Robin, Tim Drake, on the Justice League because they d- they don't want Batman to be beat up by the Suicide Squad. But that report is now looking to be false. Well, all, well, true and false. It's going to be t- it's going to be Red Robin, but like it's going to be because Bruce is gone, not because they don't want to be- have Bruce get his ass kicked.
2: Now, I'll believe the part of the rumors that say that they won't that the game won't let you kill Wonder Woman and Superman, only capture them. I will believe that, yeah, because you know, straight up killing Wonder Woman and Superman that would look weird, and if there is no way in hell Amanda Waller would let you take those two out if she had the opportunity to control them.
0: Just that—that's yeah, true. So it's just like. We have this new trailer. It's just a trailer because apparently the game isn't going to until 2022 of all things. Like that's, right. like that's like almost midway through the PS5's life cycle, which is going to be crazy. But two years down the pipeline, we're getting the first game of this new thing where it's going to be King Shark, Harley Quinn, Deadshot, and Boomerang. And apparently this takes place in the Arkham universe, but Deadshot's black and voiced by Bumper Robinson. And I'm like... Um, Deadshot was white
2: in the Arkham games?
0: Explain? (laughs) Like, I'm all for for diversity, you know me, but like. uh, The. There's a
1: certain someone who's forever uh, entangled in that role.
0: I swear to
2: God. (laughs) James, he's. He's black because of Will Smith, you know that.
0: Well, no, I, 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 but did, did you get his shitty joke that he just made? I did. Ugh. But no, like, I, what, what I'm saying is, they they kind of just said screw continuity and made Floyd black, and I don't really care, I'm all for the diversity of it. I, I, I wasn't a fan of Will Smith being deadshot to begin with, but, it, but, but like... I'm just saying, you got a white man and a goatee over here and a black man and a goatee over here in the same universe. So unless this, this new Deadshot's going to be a, a, a not Floyd Lawton, then something's wrong. But in general...
2: It, it's Floyd. They're not going to, like... That constitutes something akin to nitpicking. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying narrative-like. I'm saying in terms of the way video games are framed because they also switched um, Barbara's voice actress... Which A was lot. so stupid. They switched Harley's voice actress. So these are changes that you're just expected just to kind of roll with. Well, the Harley and thing was
0: because Harley retired.
2: Yeah, but... I, I mean, you spent, what, one fight with Deadshot running under the little tiles and then popping up to try and hit him from behind?
0: Yeah.
2: I haven't played Arkham City in forever. I need to
0: replay that. Um, but in general, it's just like... Uh, it looks really cool. The premise is that, like, uh, apparent, like from what we can tell, the Justice League has gone rogue. It looks like Brainiac has taken control my of them. On,
2: my money's on Brainiac. Brainiac took control of the Justice League. Waller's like, fuck,
0: kill them. <laughs>
2: Something that I thought was cool is that the woman doing the voice of Amanda Waller, her name escapes me at the moment, also did the voice of Amanda Waller in uh, the Batman Telltale series, The uh-huh. Enemy Nice. Interesting. So, if you have not played the Batman Telltale games, play the goddamn Batman Telltale games. Sorry,
0: I don't want to hear Troy Baker as Batman for five hours. I don't have the patience for that.
2: It's so good, though. At least the second one. Man. I want more.
0: <laughs> oh my god,
1: someone shared this edit as The Rock is Black Adam and I'm dead. Oh,
2: dear.
0: Holy <laughs> yes. shit.
2: Oh, oh, oh the Andy uh, Connection.
0: That's so dumb, um, but in general, um, so I I, I thought we, all we got was a cinematic. Um, I find it funny that uh, Superman's belt is the Superman Returns belt, but in general, th- this looks uh, uh, optimistic. I am excited for it to come out, but we won't know anything about it for two years. So that's all we really got on that one. Um, the final thing that we are going to talk about this evening was that Matt Reeve decided to give us a first look at Batman. Which is
2: unlike anything we've seen before.
0: Oh my god. Ever. Okay. Okay, so... When, I, when Aisha Tyler is interviewing Matt Reeves before they release the trailer, this man continuously says that this is a Gotham you haven't seen before, this is a Riddler you haven't seen before, this is an Alfred you've never seen before, this is a Catwoman you never seen before, a Batman you never seen before. And I'm just like, are you, are you, are you done or are you finished? Because we've, we've seen it all before, dog. <laughs> like, like... There ain't much more you can do to reinvent the wheel, dog. Like, come on.
2: <laughs> Batman's been around for over eighty years. I dare you to give me something you that I we have never seen before with Batman. Yeah.
0: Dear. Like, like, in, in, in fr- from, from, the trailer onset. I and there's a famous quote from Dick Grayson, Robin, from Young Justice, where I find myself. Where some people are, are overwhelmed, some people are underwhelmed. Why can't anybody just be whelmed? Because I I find myself very meh slash optimistically neutral on this. Where it's like, I, don't, I never had beef with Pattinson. Twilight wasn't his fault. He's a decent actor from what I've seen. Like, who cares? He, he'll he do fine. Um the uh, Like... I'm hyped for Zoe Kravitz as as Catwoman, but like in general, this is just kind of there. Like I, I I don't find myself like other than the, the the final scene of the of the teaser where like he just straight he, he, he just straight curb stomps the dude. Like that was the only thing where I was like, oh, I. Right. But in general, I'm just like, okay.
2: I really liked his uh, I Am Vengeance line there at the end. That was damn good.
0: Mm.
2: I like Pattinson, or Battinson, as I will exclusively refer to him from now on. (laughs) I use Batfleck unironically, okay? Yeah,
0: that's
2: fair. But, no, I mean, uh, Battinson, he's a very emotionally... um, he He has a big emotional range. If you've never seen The Lighthouse see the lighthouse it is a black and white weird ass indie art film but it is robert pattinson and willem dafoe and it is great so you know he has the emotional range to play you know batman because you know matt reeve was talking about how this is the second year of his batmanhood but you know this is only his second year as batman so we're still kind of seeing him become batman and I think that gives us a lot of interesting ground to play with. He you know, he kept basically saying that he it's not an origin story. it's not an origin story. Like every Batman movie but Batman begins hasn't been an origin story, really. But, um, I'll be interested to see if he actually sticks with the, this is the more of the detective side of Batman. Because I do think that is where the Nolan trilogy tripped up and just straight up failed, is with the detective side. Everything else has been really comic booky, and I famously don't like the Nolan trilogy.
0: Same, hard motherfucking same. Fuck you, Mister Bane. You're not Bane. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna
1: go sit in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well,
0: you
2: know. I what? think the Dark Knight. Would have- the Dark Knight would have worked really well for me personally if they hadn't had tried to stuff two villains in it.
1: Oh God, you're so right, though. If they just it did fu- not need Two Face at all, it didn't need no.
2: it. No, Two Face felt like you know too <laughs> too much too much there at the end. Like it just they like shoehorned okay. him in. The emotional high point of the film is Maggie Gyllenhaal, J.K. Katie Holmes, J.K. Maggie. J.K. Maggie Gyllenhaal dying, like so—that's the emotional high point, and then dangling him off the thing, and then wait a minute, what? We still have Two Face to get through. So, and I'm not a huge fan of Nolan's directorial style. Anyway, yeah, I am the one person on planet Earth that is not a huge fan of his directorial style. I did like Inception though, but no, I'm not a huge fan. I'm not the world's biggest fan of those movies. And I do think the one thing they didn't do well was the detective side of Batman. And if Reeve can lead into that, I'm on board with it. Yeah. But I am, Victoria made a point, you know, when we were watching the trailer, she said this looks like a combination of the Nolan trilogy and the Telltale game. And I'm just afraid that if Matt Reeve is not careful, this will just basically be a rehashing of the Nolan movies.
0: Yeah it could easily be that that's, 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 that's where I'm like Especially where there's that scene in the trailer Where he just magically appears in the room Where the crime happens I'm like wow that's some Dark Knight shit right there I'm a little concerned Like it, it, it very much what, what, what it, it very much feels like th- This is a tightrope for him and it, there, were, there, was, there was two lines where he kind of dangled off both sides and during his interview with Aisha Tyler where he's like, this is, this is everything, he have ever, never seen it before, you never seen it before. I'm like, you're dipping into the bad zone there, guy, you need to come back. And then he said, we're going we're, we're gonna to be referencing Darwin Cook's ego? And I'm like, oh, 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 okay, so like now you're coming to the good side. Okay, so like there's a little bit of promise here. There's a possibility that this movie might not be horrible. So I'm here, I'm optimistic, but I'm not giving you any credit until I see more.
2: Because, you know, saying that he's going to pull from, or at least it's going to be akin to Darwin Cook's ego. Um, If you haven't read it, the one shot, it's fabulous. There's actually a book that has a bunch of collection of other Darwin Cook stories. But um, it's one of my favorite, more psychological Batman stories, and so if he, if we're going to kind of look at the very real psychological side of Bruce Wayne, not, like, the, the comic book, my parents are dead, therefore I must punch people side, you know, but, like, kind of the very real mental illness that Bruce Wayne obviously has. So if we want to, like, explore grief through more than just punching people, like, Batman is a lot more than punching, is what I'm trying to say here. Yeah. And if we can actually get an introspective into that, I'm on board. I like the aesthetic. I liked what we saw. Um, Zoe Kravitz, she looked great. But if you want to do Catwoman, just commit to the goddamn cat ears. Okay? (laughs) Because they futzed it with Anne Hathaway. It looks like they futzed it in the trailer with Zoe Kravitz. If you're going to do Catwoman, commit to the ears, goddammit. But Reeve himself didn't sell the movie for me. I want to wait until we see more material before I make, like, a polished, you know, before I finish polishing my opinion. What I saw, I liked. What Reeve told me, I'm not sold on. He just, I don't feel like he presented it well. The Batmobile looks cool as shit, though.
0: Yeah, yeah. Travis, do you want to give your thoughts on this before we wrap up? Um, see, I was like never before
1: seen see i i my main peeve i think and it's it's a legit peeve i think is uh having Battenson's jaw on the cowl all the way back to where his actual jaw ends is uncomfortable honestly <laughs> um i'm used to batman kind of using that cowl a little bit to kind of soften the blows that he takes but where I was sold was right where he starts, you know, the violence. Doing the violence.
2: <laughs> oh, my.
1: Oh, my God. And I, I, Birds of Prey said it best. You want to get my attention real quick? Violence. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a simple man. And I'm a huge Batman fan. So to see that level of violence and then to everything that cascades after that really hinted towards they're going to showcase that Bruce is not okay. Exactly. I am so excited for that because they hinted it kind of in BVS where Bruce wasn't okay, but he was, like, this super badass, like, man's got to do what man does kind of thing. And it kind of – it was a little bit of a turnoff. Like, I liked how snarky he was, like, Gotham is tired of clowns. Blah. But in this it's like how do I put this properly? It's like it's like they consulted Gerard Way back in the My Chemical Romance days. Yes. And they're like please let us know how emotionally damaged Batman is cuz he is irrevocably damaged. He's always been damaged. And I think Batinson is going to bring us that damage to the forefront. Not only in the violence, but in the in the times where he's Bruce Wayne as well. And I'm very excited for that.
0: All
2: right. Don't like the hair though. Oh
0: yeah, the the the, the like
2: Yeah, the, the, I, the hair's I, a little
1: much. He kinda looks like uh Toby Maguire in Spider Man 3. <laughs> but
0: people people are making bunky jokes, which I find pretty funny. I
2: do it's something it's a really tiny detail, but I actually appreciate that they're doing it is acknowledging the eye makeup. in every other batman movie he takes the cowl off and there was nothing smeared on his face right
1: and now he's all fucked up and beaten and bruised and i don't know man
2: and he had the eye makeup and i i'm like it's those kinds of silly comic book touches comic book e-esque touches that you know get addressed that i'm actually quite fond of yeah. But that ending shot there, with the hair and it's all mussed up, and he's got like the eye makeup smeared. It kind of looks like bad cosplay from The Crow. Nice. <laughs>
1: Ouch.
2: Ouch. <laughs>
1: oh my god.
2: Just that one shot. Just that one shot. It looks like really bad Crow cosplay. Oh, you Mary, shame her. on you. <laughs> All right, well,
0: we're, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up the show right here. Don't forget that you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, YouTube—all those great platforms. Uh, you can follow this podcast on Twitter at p2p underscore podcast. I spit my tongue. Um, we, you can listen. To this, you can check out the website on Comics Ground on Twitter and Instagram at on Comics Ground, and you can check out the website on Comics Ground. Uh, com Put some hyphens between those words for me where you can check out all of our reviews, previews, solicitations, all those great things. Uh, and we will be back next week with a brand new episode for you folks. We are back, so get ready for all new weekly episodes for you good people. Alright, so Mary, what is your closing statement for this episode of Panel Two Panel?
2: I think DC Fandom was a runaway success. I think this will change what conventions could potentially look like moving forward i think dc they just everybody knocked it out of the park on this one and i'm glad they split it up into two parts overlapping panels would have killed this and i'm excited for the more comic book side of it i want to say september 12th so i think we should definitely do another episode then
0: all right all right travis what is your uh uh, closing statement for this episode of panel Two panel uh, I'm gonna let James
1: finish, but Black Adam was the best trailer of the whole day. That's a lie, because Gotham Knights
0: was better. Um... No, it wasn't better! Yes, it was. I, yeah, so, I'm Cheetah. gonna come
2: after your Boy Scout self, too. <laughs> Cheetah.
0: Cheetah was ah, pretty good, too. Cheetah yeah. was so
1: good. Um, Actually,
2: the best trailer was probably the Snyder Cut trailer, though. Let's that's, it, that's it, that's it. Uh,
1: uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. It's, I, it's, I, it's I was... I was lying. I was lying. All right. My only... Pro- like, okay. Let's bounce quarters off of Darkseid's (laughs) forehead. That's my 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 final note.
0: (laughs) Okay. My closing statement is, as always, support your local comic book shop. Um, DC, I have some bones to pick with you next week that we will address. Um, But that is comic related, not this related. You really kicked it out of the park with this one. You have shown that you care about the products that you are making when it comes to multimedia. So good on you. But um, we will have some discussions later on. Uh, I am hyped for Gotham Knights. Hashtag fuck Damien. Hashtag get him the fuck out of my Bat family. I don't need you anymore. Hashtag Grant Morrison. Don't ever create a Robin ever again. Um yeah
2: hashtag, how do you really feel about this
0: hashtag damien right no. hashtag damien go away bro do you know how hyped i was when the, when i read the solicitation that said damien wasn't robin anymore and then you look at the last page of joker war and tim's back in the robin suit and fuck that duck suit like i was literally on the top of the moon i i was hyped as Fuck, so, yeah, no, hashtag fuck Damien, get him the hell out of my books, um, like, literally, Dan Jurgens already knows the future, he wrote Batman Beyond, where Damien takes over as the head of the demon, cool, Damien, go be the head of the demon, no one needs you anymore, you're not a part of this family, no one wants you here, go away, like, and 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 I'll say this before I go, I know that there is a lot of people in, in the Batman fandom that love Damien because of the shitty uh, DC animated movies or because of the fact that he is biracial and he is technically uh, like, 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 uh, Middle Eastern. So good on you for like appreciating the culture. Good on you for that. But in general, from a comic book perspective, Damien Wayne is probably the worst thing that ever happened to the Bat family. And I will yeah. never get off that hype train. And
2: Excuse I- you. That was Stephanie Brown. You shut your Ooh. mouth! You
0: shut your Ooh, mouth! Right. James, oh,
2: James <laughs> look in the chat.
0: I see you're, jocks. you're not. You're not slick. But anyway, we will, ca- we will catch you folks next time right here at panel 2. Panel, peace out. I'm pissed. I need to close. Now. I'm <laughs>